This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. One more to win it as Alonzo comes out of the timeout and walks it off. What a finish. Alonzo defends his title. The 2021 Derby champion. Put the belt on again. From BetQL. BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio here. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon. Tell a friend on the Odyssey app, on Twitter, at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. Chelsea Messinger is kind enough to stick around, co-host of the Daily Tip. She's going to drop by in about 20 minutes to talk about her favorite sport, Major League Baseball. And at 1020 Eastern, our friend Kenny Kim of the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast will be here to bring his strong opinions on what he thinks happens at the Open Championship later on this week. We're going to break down the AL East and NL East in Major League Baseball. Uh, Win totals have been reposted. Is there any value with the division odds? And we will take a look at the NFL's rushing leader for the 20. 21 season joe g there was a moment in time during our three hours together yesterday here on the betql network when one of us kind of just said aloud wait a second are we just overlooking pete alonzo a bit too much and we all concurred but uh i don't think any of us bet on him we We didn't didn't. no No, we we all all said it yeah Yeah. i won it a couple years ago (laughs) he's really good at this he loves being in the home run derby And we even acknowledge that Coors Field tends to play a little bit better for right-handed hitters, which early in the the tournament last night, the Derby, you saw that. So we threw all those things out the window, and then we put (laughs) other bets. I think you and I both said we like the value on Salvador Perez, who, by the way, had a great round. He did! Change the rules! Change the rules! (laughs) Unfortunately, he went up against Pete Alonso, who just, who owns the home run Derby. This is his event. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, my favorite of the lightning bets we gave out yesterday was the over 224 and a half total home runs. So I was looking around about an hour or so uh, before the derby started, and some sites had that at 250 and a half by the time we got to uh, closer to the event. But that thing almost cashed in the first round. We were into the 200s after the first round. Now, some of the rules I disagree with. Apparently, all the uh, the swing-offs, those count as homers in the first round, which shouldn't be the case, but okay, we'll take it. Yeah, look, if it's going to catch the over and you, and you took it, we will take that. Um, you said they have to change the rules. I, I don't know what they have to do, but it, it did feel a little bit wrong that Salvador Perez had, what, 27, 28 home runs and was out in the first round. And then, you know, I'm, I know they're seeding it by home runs, but 
Like when Otani was going up against Soto, I felt like I was watching a final or a semifinal. That that yeah. that didn't belong in the first. I don't I don't know if there's a better way to do it, but that was fun. Yo, I, I love the home run derby, and it's not perfect, but that was fun TV for a couple hours. Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm kind of yeah. joking around because I had a bet on Perez uh, making a run, and he was one of my guys, and I he did make a run. He uh, he had a great round. He just uh, had had bad luck there. He got screwed on that one. Uh, so this seating was bad. But I, I don't know how you how you fix that. I mean, Soto of the group of guys that were involved, he had a lower seed because he had uh, he was tied for the fewest home runs, right? And they weren't going to make Trevor Story the eight seed going up against Otani in the first round. But at the end of the first round, one, two, three, four, top four seeds all out. Out. It was the upsets. It was the underdogs going through. Can can I give out an MVP and a, and a least valuable player for last night? And it, I uh, thought. Okay. The which pitching, first off, which broadcast did you watch? I, I, you know what? I just kept it on the regular ESPN. Did you go okay. to the Statcast? Yeah, I stayed with the Statcast one. How was it? Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. As soon as uh, a, a hit would occur, it would pop up immediately. The exit velocity and the launch angle on everything. So pretty cool. At, at times, it was hard because they had the split screen. It was hard to see if something was going to be a homer until the end. But uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead with your MVPs. Yeah, I thought I thought the camera work was a little fuzzy. You try, yeah. like they're hitting the ball like is it out? Is it not? But I thought the pitching, the the guy throwing the ball, the the, the batting practice pitcher for for Pete Alonso was the MVP. He was amazing. I, I don't know if they brought it to this. I'm sure they did bring it to the Statcast feed. But when I was watching the regular feed, they were showing where the pitches were like they were all in the same spot obviously that's pete alonzo's spot you know that kind of up fastball whatever he likes hit that perfect and i will say and this is not just because i lost my gallo bet i thought the pitcher for joey gallo was terrible he, he was, was him down and in <laughs> and then gallo was hooking him to right field foul i'm like he wasted five pitches there and then he didn't throw the last pitch the, the clock was winding down the gallo lost by one right he, he missed out by tying story by one yeah. Just throw one more pitch. He was in a groove. I was like, oh, what? that was a terrible way to lose. Honestly, like 98% of the people that I heard making predictions on the home run derby were all picking Gallo yesterday. As soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, he's done. He's toast. He's toast. And he was in the first round. You're right about the uh, Alonzo pitcher, the MVP. Do you remember the name? Do you, do you recall who that Dave was? Jouse? Dave, Dave Jouse. Dave Jouse. Dave Jouse. Now, I don't I don't know if you got this uh in your area of the country, but when I was a kid, there was a show on television and Dave Jouse's dad was a host. Do you did you get the old sports writers on TV show? I didn't. I I've heard of this though. So the, okay. what, what was like this was like it was like like a like a roundtable kind of show? What, what so, do they do? It, yeah, a bunch of Chicago sports writers. I, I asked you because I know there were people around the country that different sports stations would pick this up, even though they're mostly talking about Chicago sports. But you want to talk about a throwback? Awesome. Like, PTI doesn't happen, I don't think, if this show doesn't occur. The Sports Reporters, which was on Sundays, I don't think they still air it anymore on ESPN. That doesn't happen. It's the same premise. Here's the difference. You've got four or five guys in a dark room on what looks to be a poker table, and they're just throwing out topics on what's going on in the week in Chicago sports, and they're all smoking stogies. 
Like <laughs> the room is so cloudy with the bad camera work, dim lighting. Like it was phenomenal. As a kid, I loved it. And I read these guys. So it appealed to me, but I couldn't imagine it appealing to uh, people around the country. Just watching these, these four old dudes, just old school, you know, like spitting in between takes. It's like with the cigars rolling, they just needed a few drinks out there. I love that it was syndicated across the country. So I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I didn't even finish. Uh, so that show had Bill Jouse on it from the Chicago Tribune. Bill Jouse is Dave Jouse's dad. So it all comes full circle. You grew yes. up watching Bill Jouse, and now you're watching <laughs> yes. this kid throw perfect home run derby batting practice. Yeah, yeah. He's 64 years old, by the way. 64. Wow. He was Good rifling arm. it right in there. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Well, a, he better be back next year because when, when Pete Alonso comes back to win a third one, he's got to bring Dave Joust with that. that. That's the key. Five to one. Five to one for Pete Alonso. So the Alonso Mancini finals matchup was 18 to one. Great job by Mancini. If you didn't have a bet on Alonso, if you're not a Mets fan, wasn't everyone hoping Mancini would pull it off? Yes, no question. And, you know, I really. Maybe, maybe a couple times. I really never heard him talk. Mancini's got yeah, good personality, too. Like, like, he was likable. Uh, the story is obviously, you know, amazing that he's back and, and playing at this level. But he's likable, too. He just seemed like he was in awe that he got to be there. And then he almost won the, the whole thing. Yes, yes. I, I hosted a number of shows with Sarah Perlman, who does stuff for NBC Sports. His girlfriend, she was there. A um, lot, of, lot of great memories for them. And, and what a story. Just to make the final was awesome. And uh, at the beginning... I thought I was going to miss some of the home run derby heading home after running a couple of errands. So I headed on radio and Books Shampi was doing that call. And apparently like it didn't start until a half hour after it was supposed to, because I, I guess some people were mad, but uh, Books Shampi had a good story about the guy that was pitching to Mancini. Uh, Mancini went to Notre Dame. So when he was at Notre Dame, I guess he won a home run derby and he, and the Notre Dame pitching coach was his guy. And he had told him many years ago, like, Hey, if, I, if I'm ever in another home run derby because he won one, uh, you're going to be my pitcher. You're going to be my pitcher. So Mancini called the Notre Dame pitching coach, and he his like heart sank because he thought it was bad news, everything that Mancini's gone through. He's like, uh-uh, I'm going to the home run derby, and you're coming to Colorado to pitch to me. It was awesome. It, I mean, we made our stupid cases looking at some metrics. We're like, eh, I don't see how Mancini's going to hang around. I don't, I don't know that he's going to advance in this one. And uh, I, I've never been so happy to be so wrong about something. Yeah, me too. Well, listen, listen when anyone brought up Mancini, it was not about his launch angle. It was about his story, right? That's what we yeah. talked about. That, that's the whole angle behind Trey Mancini being there. But he had some bombs. He kept swinging, and it yeah. really did play to righties. That that park played better for righties. I, I think it was it was either Olsen or Gallo, or maybe it was Otani. One of the big lefties lost a few right up against that wall in right field we talked yep. about yesterday. It's not super high, and... I think it was Olsen kept clearing it just barely. But if you lose two or three, like that matters. And you go center to right, there's nothing there. I mean, it's just it's just flat, right? There's no high wall. It's just a normal wall. And every right-handed hitter that was up there just kept hitting them out. That was great. I mean, it was it was great. And we didn't we didn't think about it. You and I both go lefties, they're gone early, and the righties just all the way. Uh yeah. And and here's the other thing. So we mentioned that the 224 and a half went way over. Also over longest home run of the night. That was Soto. one of your lightning bets. How 
did you remember the number that we were talking about that was available? Some places had 510 and a half. Others had 519 and a half. And he had a 520. 520. I heard from some people on Twitter that said they waited around and they uh, they fell for 520 and a half, taking oh, the over. No. <laughs> so a half of the hook. Juan Soto couldn't put it another ha- foot out. Wow. Oh, or they lied. <laughs> or they lie, which they probably did. Well, uh, st- yeah, the stat cast can't lie, right? They, they have it all right away. Yeah, another and broadcast can make it up. Remember, an L player to win was a big underdog at plus 175. Uh, Pete Alonso also catches that one. So plus money all around in those first round matchups. Uh, Pete Alonso ends up winning. But, you know, at, as the first round was coming to a conclusion, finally, I mean, we didn't talk about the Otani Soto. I mean, that was the real highlight of the night as far as I'm concerned as well. But... Um, as soon as the matchup was set, like, okay, here's Alonzo next round. Oh, he's minus 300. Oh, he's going against Mancini in the in the final. He was minus 550, minus 600 to win. It was pretty obvious after Alonzo's first round and all the rest that he got. I'm like, okay, this is set up for him to win. Yeah, it was obvious we missed it, and then they weren't going to let us miss it again. Like, oh, no, nope. no he's not going to be a dog anymore. He, he's Mm-mm. the favorite in this. You're right. Soto Otani was great. I saw some people saying that like ESPN was upset or baseball was upset because Otani went out early. That was a great show. Like, w- would it have been great if Otani went the whole way and it would have been our, us talking about him all day leading into the game today? Sure, but like ESPN got people to watch that thing through ten o'clock with Otani still in or nine thirty. They they did all right last night. Yeah, they were late going that celebrity softball match oh, with yeah. JoJo Siwa and the Miz screaming. Uh... Oh, did you watch that whole thing? <laughs> oh, the whole thing. I was all in. That seems you know? like your thing. Yeah. 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 I'm... Big fan. I made the mistake. I, I was making a couple jokes, tweeting about it. Like, hey, let's keep this thing moving. We got to get to the celebrity softball game with Joe Siwa. I made the mistake of tweeting that because then I had like five different, like twelve-year-old girls in my mentions. When are they going to start? Because <laughs> I mentioned Joe Siwa, <laughs> and you don't want to respond that you're kidding. Like, I don't care about Joe right. Siwa. Yeah, yeah, Just, exactly. leave it Just they, ignore they, it. They were very upset about it. Is it on the mobile app? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know I don't, what they're. I don't doing. care. Really. <laughs> I don't care at all. Um, everyone's mentioning it, but uh, in case you missed it, it's worth mentioning that Pete Alonso has made more money in the last two home run derbies than his last two se- two full seasons of baseball. Yeah, which is probably why there's <laughs> going to be a lockout after the season and the players are all upset about their compensation. But I, I don't know what that says more about baseball's labor issues or how good Pete Alonso is at the home run derby. He, he get, makes a million a year. He knows it's coming. Jeez. How do you not? You're going to have to bet him next year. Have to. It feels like it. You're he needs to, to get be in number. the home run derby every year he wants to. He's he yeah. is the, he's the home run derby now. Yeah, uh, terrific show. It was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I will say, not a complaint, but I did notice after Otani Soto, and it did take so long to get through the first round. Like, okay, like, I didn't care as much after that. Yeah, and and also it felt like the players were a little gassed. Soto looked a little gassed in that second round. It just the theater wasn't as good. The first round was the, really the, the whole thing. That yeah. was the best part. Yep, yep. And they dragged it out. But it was a lot of fun. Love the Home Run Derby every single year. I love betting the Home Run Derby more than I love betting on the event that we're getting tonight. National League slight favorites here uh, in the All-Star game. And depending where you look, the total is going to be 10.5 or 11. If anything, I'll probably jump on the over at Coors Field, but, um, and I always make a pizza money bet on an MVP, a long shot. I haven't see, seen all of those numbers posted yet, but it's really trying to pick and need a lot of a haystack with the MVP of the All-Star Games just for fun because, Joji, I have to bet it if, if I'm going to watch this. That's the only way that's happening. 
Yeah, and, and look, we have no idea who's going to play the most, who's going to get the most at-bats, who's going to be in the game when the game matters. That's why betting the MVP of the All-Star game is almost impossible, yet I'm going to do the same thing. I'm, I'm sure we'll, see, we'll hear them in lightning bets later. We'll make mm-hmm. a case on why our guy, who's not starting the game, will get an MVP. But, yeah, it is, uh, it's different than the uh, Home Run Derby. Less excitement, but uh, I'll have it on the background all night. So the last winner two years ago was Shane Bieber. He threw one inning, and he struck out the side. Middle of the game, he came in for one inning. Why, why is he the MVP? It's just like, yeah, I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason with, with some of it. And sometimes it's the game-winning homers or the tie-breaking homers like uh, Bregman a few years ago in 2018. We'll continue with the Major League Baseball talk and talk some futures with our teammate Chelsea Messinger from the Daily Tip. She will join us next. Joe O, Joe G, keep it locked on Beck UL Daily from Beck UL.